0: Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier happier lives free from chronic diseases like diabetes hypertension and obesity and on our podcast health and mora with dr Lori marvis we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self welcome to the podcast i'm dr Lori marvis and today i'm super excited to welcome aaron calder how are you today
1: i'm good thank you how are you
0: I'm very good. Thank you. So you're joining us from the UK. I appreciate you staying up late for us.
1: <laughs> oh, pleasure. Thank you for asking.
0: Oh, absolutely. So you have a unique story. I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm thinking about all the interviews that I've done, and I haven't spoken to anyone with a particular story like yours um, surrounding you know, liver disease and other things associated with alcoholism and your journey, um, which I find utterly fascinating, especially as you tie it into the diet. But can you tell us a little bit about your history, where you're from and how you grew up, and then kind of how that evolved into where you got sick
1: yeah so so um I live in in the u k in Brighton um I've lived in Brighton probably for well, maybe fifteen years, maybe longer um but originally I'm from a place called Tunbridge um but um yeah, but basically I had like Um, I don't know if it's different around the world, but in the UK, there's sort of like a lot of um, binge drinking going on with young people. So sort of as soon as I hit 16, 17, um, going out and things like that, I would binge drink um, just at the weekend.
0: Is it legal to drink at 16 in the
1: UK? No, no, it's it's 18. But a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people um, drink um we could get hold of alcohol or use fake id things like that um so yeah i would binge drink a lot i was very very shy very sensitive um insecure so alcohol was a big sort of confidence booster for me um and um didn't you know i think it was typically very typical of a a teenager or a young person to go out and do that didn't ever think it would become a problem um and then I went to, I think the next step was, I went to work in London as a personal assistant. Um, and then again, there's a lot of drinking in London. Um, you know, I, I'd never really seen the culture where you finish work and you have a glass of wine, you go out, have a glass of wine, uh, go clubbing, you have vodka, et cetera. Um, so it started to get go from binge drinking at the weekends when I went out to a glass of wine here and there in the evening. Um, and that went on for quite a few years. And then I didn't know, I did start to think this could be a problem. Um, so I did talk to a couple of people. I spoke to my boss about it just for advice. And he just said, oh, you know, most people drink, he drank, you know, most evenings. Um, and then, um, it sort of really got to a problem when I was in my late twenties um where i just became sort of unhappy with sort of a lot of things in life and my work um still very insecure and and unconfident um and then um yeah so i i would drink on my own in the evenings a bottle of wine uh that went became two bottles of wine Uh, and then that sort of went on to become like sort of two and a half bottles of wine uh, and then I would get the shakes in the morning, um, feel dreadful, couldn't really function. And that's when it became a real problem where I would think, oh, if I just have a little glass of wine or a little bit of vodka, um, it'll make me feel normal and I get me through the day. And I did that for uh, a long time until it became, uh, I became alcohol dependent. So I couldn't, you know, it, as much as I didn't want to drink and I knew it was a problem, um, it yeah, it completely sort of took over my life where I had to drink in order to, to function.
0: Yeah. I think it's important for people to know just on a a physiologic level, what's going on in the body. You do, you become literally addicted and it can actually be dangerous to stop alcohol very quickly. You can, you know, like you said, the shakes that you were having, the tremors um, can lead to seizures and death. It's a very serious situation. So how old were you at this point when things really hit rock bottom, would you say?
1: Um, I was probably, or well, rock bottom was probably about
0: 31,
1: yeah, well, maybe 31, 32, okay. where um, people were noticing I was drinking a lot. Uh, I was drinking um, at work. I, I was um, what you would call a functioning alcoholic. So I could drink a lot um, and hide it. So, you know, I could go out with family, go into work uh, and be drinking and just function normally. Um, But if I hadn't drunk, I wouldn't have been able to function. It it was sort of that bad. You know, as I said, the shakes, sweating, um, I'd be vomiting and I'd, I'd have vodka to stop me vomiting. Um, I guess my body was going into sort of shock in the morning or something because I hadn't had anything to drink for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then I started to, you know, get ill, um, you know, swollen ankles, um, jaundice, um, yeah, vomiting all the time, not eating properly. Um, and still I was in complete denial thinking I will stop one day, um, Lying to people saying, "Oh you know I've got an eye infection or, right. when my eyes were bloodshot, um sometimes people say, oh, "I can smell alcohol on you and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I did have a drink last night um, and anything anything to to cover it up right. um, and then that eventually led to me having a couple of funny turns at work where um a first aidant said um i said i I had swollen ankles." And she said it's gout. And I said, Well, you know, what causes gout? And she's run off a few different things. And then she said alcohol is one of them. And I said, Oh no, I don't think it's alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to hospital and they can, you know, they they said, you know, you've got jaundice, uh, you've got gout. Um, we, we've done some tests and your liver function's not great. Um, and they said, can we we're gonna keep you in? um but i refused um came home still carried on drinking um yeah and then eventually um did go back in uh, where they kept me in for a while detoxed me um this was sort of like the the start it gets even worse and then um yeah, they detoxed me uh, i stopped drinking for a while I was, it was very very hard not to drink and then, stupidly, after a few weeks, they said, "Oh, your liver function's returning to normal," and I took that as I can have a drink again, and started drinking. And then, literally, that was the the rock you know rock bottom where I got really, really bad. Um, yeah.
0: So, can you walk us through that events? Those events as things got really tough and life threatening for you?
1: Yeah. So, I it it got to the point where works um sent me home and they said we're giving you some time off they didn't actually acknowledge the alcohol they said we know you know you're not yourself you're um you know you need some time to sort yourself out um they had actually said a couple of times people had smelled alcohol on me but they never sort of took any further action um and yeah that's i had i think it was a week a week or two weeks off and during those two weeks um sort of i was losing function in my legs so I found it very very difficult to stand up um, my balance was all over the place vomiting uh, you know I literally I'd drink go to bed wake up I have some water because I was so dehydrated throw that up and then I'd go and find vodka wherever I'd hidden it the night before start drinking that neat from the bottle throw that up and then keep drinking until I stopped throwing up and then i Sort of felt like i was functioning normally just felt normal didn't feel drunk just felt normal as i do now
0: wow wow so then at that point you were also having um what happened the night that you went to the hospital
1: Um, yeah so the so the the second time was um i had been out with some friends for a birthday party said i wasn't going to drink but it was sort of in a, in a field, we were camping out for the night. So it was so easy to, to access alcohol, which I did. Uh, told everyone I was, you know, just said I was drinking orange juice, but I was putting vodka in there. Uh, and then I woke up in the morning and um, I remember I had this horrible metallic taste, mm. which now I, I know is, I think the iron in the blood that was, I was, well, basically I started to, to be sick cause I normally would, um, but it was blood um and of course anyone vomiting blood you you know I remember my heart just completely dropped and I thought oh god this is it you know I'm going to die um don't know what to do managed to sort of stop being sick pulled myself together went and sort of spoke to my partner and things like that uh, and then I was sick again and that's when I said you know I said to him um look like, I'm I'm vomiting blood we need to go home um, got home carried on throwing up uh Mm. god knows how i survived this but went to bed for about two hours woke up um and sort of thought um i'm I'm hopefully i'll be okay um and began vomiting again that's when he took me to the hospital um but it was sort of it was so bad i actually thought at one point i'm vomiting up bits of my liver because it was lumpy I think it was where the blood, blood was flotting. Yeah. Um, threw up in the car, all over myself, wow. got to the hospital. Um, he went to check me in. I rushed to the toilet and again, was throwing up. And then I'm thinking, this is a lot of blood, you know, oh this is really bad. Um, and then they bought me like a sick tray out to hold. And then they saw me throwing up and that's when they said, look, we we're getting you in, and then I and then after that, I just rem- remember laying on a bed, telling my partner, "You know, you go home, look after the dogs. I'll be okay." Um, and then I sort of, and then after that, it was a bit of a blackout until I woke up the next day.
0: Wow. wow! So, what did they do for you during that time? Did I mean they obviously you had varices, or basically yeah. it's dilated blood vessels that surround your esophagus, the tube where you swallow. And that basically the the just for people to understand the scarring, I guess you could describe, or the swelling of the liver causes where it doesn't go through the the liver's unable to filter the blood and it backs up. And yeah. most people who end up in that situation don't survive. And so yeah. I just consider it a gift that you're not done with your mission on this earth yet. So, I mean, no. that's amazing. So, what were your thoughts when you woke up the next morning? Because that's kind of the first day of the rest of your life, sort of thing, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know what, what medication they're me, but I was very groggy um, and still sort of in denial. Uh, and they remember they said, I think they said something like I'd lost about two liters. I might have got this wrong because I was two liters. not, yeah, two liters of blood um and they give me a, they said we had to give you a blood transfusion and they said there was seven varices that they, they had to band where literally yeah. as you know blood was literally just pumping in my esophagus into my stomach and yeah um and I've just felt awful and I remember I just th- just they kept thinking I really really want a glass of water and they said no you can't because the water can start the bleeding again. So they had, and they said, you're on a drip, you'll be fine. And I was like, no, I'm really thirsty. Um, so they gave me like a little sponge to dip in water. And it was that, that was weirdly, I remember that, that was really bad. Um, and then they, um, yeah, although I, I was very groggy, um, probably like hallucinating as well, some things I'm not sure if they were really happening.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, they started to say, you know, the doctors would come in and say, we've done some tests. Um, Your liver's failing. Um, You've got uh, kidney damage. Um, Your spleen's damaged. You've malnourished, malnourished, um, gout, blah, 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 all these different things. Um, And they said, basically, you know, it's not, it's not good. Um, So I didn't... uh, yeah I think a lot of people would have been really worried but I just thought I think actually at the time I was so depressed and just had given up on life um which is probably why I was drinking so much I just thought whatever happens happens um yeah so that was
0: so you um, had your journey in the hospital which was quite amazing so it was a two-week
1: yeah it's about I think about 13 days I was there um, which so what, is right?
0: <laughs> what changed for you? Like, what what allowed you to go from attempting to quit or having the thoughts of quitting to really being able to? Like, what what changed in your mind, your thoughts? What what was it that really was the the important piece, or were there multiple things?
1: Um, I think one thing that stood out was one of the doctors said to me, um, "If you have one more drink, you'll die." Um, wow. Yeah, they said it, they said it's that bad. They said your liver won't won't handle it. Um, you, you know, you'll and if it does for a, a very short period, you'll carry on drinking until it just packs in. Um and it was also the um the constant blood tests. I had an oxygen mask, I had, you know, cannulas, had things on my chest, and I remember um, you know, I just couldn't move. I just wanted to sort of roll over and sort of go to sleep. But it, I felt like I was sort of almost sort of tied up um and i had um fluid on my abdomen which they had to syringe out i don't know if that's the right term that was really painful um and and it was really humiliating as well um just to be in the hospital you know no and people and i think you know people nurses and stuff would, would probably think oh he's a um not that ever came across that way but you know he's got himself in that state through drinking whereas there's people in there that have got cancer or you know been hit by a car that really do need need help um but yeah sorry got to go back to your question um yeah i it's it's a very very long journey but yeah but it it started in the hospital and i think i just had to admit to myself i can't drink again um you know, I need to, to get help. Um, and they did, they they said, you know, we're going to send you to a two week, you know, daily two week rehab. We'll get you counseling. We'll get you medication. Um, so yeah, that was sort of where I I thought, you know, I really need to sort myself out and I can't, can't do this anymore.
0: What year was this?
1: Um, Oh, the year of God, it was, uh, would have been 10, oh, 10 years ago. So 2012, oh. yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, okay. So was there anything that special that happened in your time in rehab or after your time that really helped you stick to it? Because I mean, rehab is obviously, it's a controlled space. They literally have you captain in the sense that you're, everything is given and you have support. What happens when you go home? Like, what was that transition like?
1: Yeah, you have you have to... Um, use it, have a lot of strength. Um, so all the, all the alcohol was taken up out of the house. Uh, I know my family and my partner were very conscious of not drinking around me or being careful. Um, if I was out, you know, maybe keeping an eye on me and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, um, you know, listening to other people's stories. Um, also, I think the biggest thing, which I always say to people, that, cause I get quite a few people email me and stuff is, is the number one thing is you have to admit you've got a problem. Um, and you, you know, as soon as you do that, everything starts to, to sort of change. Uh, if you don't do that, you can, you know, you're gonna slip up, you're gonna relapse. Um, yeah, so yes, yeah, support and um, yeah, admitting that you've got a problem. Um, And I'm very much, once I, I think it's probably most addictive people like it. Once I just put my mind to something, I just think, right, that's it. I'm going to do it hundred percent.
0: Whether good or bad. (laughs) right?
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah. So a lot of, yeah. So when people ask for advice about addiction, I say, well, find something you like that you can be addicted to, but find something good.
0: So (laughs) for me, it
1: would be like my posting my meals or, you know looking into nutrition and things like that going to the gym
0: awesome well let's talk about that then so tell us a little bit about the dietary journey because you said you were vegetarian at some points and then decided to go plant-based but there was some interesting tests that were happening with your liver correct
1: yeah so i've been vegetarian since i was 11 not a particularly healthy vegetarian uh in hospital they gave you lots of build-up drinks that were dairy um which, which looking back i probably think may, might have hindered slightly my healing progress um but yeah my the, the my i have to go to the hospital a lot for scans for checkups blood tests um and you know it's very very slow um sort of the progress to the point where I just thought I'm not gonna get better um or it's gonna go Downhill again. Um, and there was one thing you probably have heard of it a fibroscan, scan
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they put a sort of laser on your mm-hmm. liver and they can tell sort of the the stiffness and how bad it is. Um, and mine, when they did mine, they said the score was 75. I said, well, Was that good or bad? And they said, That's the, the top, the worst score. And I said, Well, what do you mean? They said, Well, it doesn't go any higher than 75. And I remember the um the specialist's face face as if this thing sort of dropped as if to say, how's this guy still alive and functioning? And with that. Um, and then that I think because I'd always been interested in health and things, I watched a couple of things on Netflix um about diet. um, and the plant-based diet just kept coming up all the time. You know, people would healed met lots of many different things. Um, but I was very skeptical thinking, well, you know, you need milk for calcium, protein, you need cheese, you need eggs, you know, this and that. Um, Cause that's what I'd been brought up to believe. Um, and then I think after I'd watched another documentary, I thought, right, this can't be coincidence. Coincidence, there's gotta be something in this plant-based diet. So I thought I'll give it a go for a couple of weeks. Um, see if there's any changes and take it from there. Um, so it was a slow transition, um, but yeah, I started changing what, what I eat, um, and then I did notice a lot of health, ch- you know, changes in myself. Um, and then I, I, but you do think, oh, is it just me imagining it? But then, anyway, sorry. Then I went on, went to the doctor again for the to the specialist at the hospital and um he said um he said well you look amazing you know you, you've lost weight uh, your cholesterol's good blood pressure's perfect uh, liver function has come back really good and he said you know what have you been doing and so i said I'm, i've gone vegan and he said no you can't go vegan and i said well, why and he said it's not good it's i really don't recommend it and so i just he, remember
0: th- i just want to make sure so he said you were looking good and then suddenly yeah. said what you were doing was bad
1: Yeah 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 people yeah no one can get their head around that even though I, I sat there and I thought well he's just said all these different things um and then I did I did sort of think I questioned it and thought well, you know he's the doctor the professional oh. maybe you know I've been lucky and you know it's not a long you know a long-term health healthy thing to do um, but the thing that got me was they did the fibro scan again. So i had been 75. I had two, both were 75. That was over two years. And then the third one, they said, oh, it's, it's come down to 39. So I thought, wow. So not only had I lost weight and all these other amazing things, and I just felt better, my skin was clearer. Um, I thought, well, this is proof. You know, this is, you know, it's not just me making these things up you know professionals are telling me that i am getting better um so yeah then i just continued with the plant-based diet trying to get lots of um healthy and nutritious things into my body to try and to know speed up the healing process Hmm. Um, and then yeah i've had a couple of fibro scans since and the last one was 29 so it's still it's still dangerously high but But for me that it's come down that much um i'm really pleased with
0: wow so that's incredible so you've had a significant improvement in liver yeah function via objective testing like labs and scans and different things so you had mentioned as you were transitioning to a vegan diet that you noticed some health things what were those by by any chance i could share Mm -hmm
1: yeah so my skin got clearer uh, get, got less puffy my digestion got better um one thing I was worried about was calcium but I noticed my nails were growing faster and stronger <laughs> and my hair seemed to be growing faster and stronger um a weird thing I noticed was my reflexes um you know like if you sort of knock something off a shelf and you sort of go to grab it mm-hmm. and then like it's 50-50 if you grab it or I would do something and I'll be really quick. And I think thinking, God, this, you know, this is something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, something's going on there. Um, yeah. And I just, I just felt so much better. Um, and then I had, the, you know, as I said, I had that backed up with, with tests. Um, yeah. More, just more energy. And then more recently I was always told and I was really worried about it, it was because of the damaged, um, you know, the varices, mm-hmm. which I have to have um, an endoscopy every year just to see, you know, what it's like. Um, they'd said, you know, you can't really do too much exercise um, because mm-hmm. you're at risk of pressure, plus the medication I was on, um, it could cause damage. But during the lock, du- you know, during COVID and the lockdown, I thought I'm, everyone was so bored, <laughs> including me, I thought, oh, I'm gonna do a bit of exercise. I it was fine. So when the gyms reopened, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna join a gym. Hadn't been in 13 years. Wow. Uh, and I go every day and I've gone every day for over for a year. So.
0: wow. So you're reclaimed your life, but I am curious. So you've been drinking since you were so young. Do you feel like you missed out? Like is what is different? Because you said you felt normal working and drinking. What is normal now? How is it different? Do you can you differentiate that? There's some just
1: yeah, you have, to, you have to completely change your, your life and how you think. Um, and it's difficult um, where I would go out to a dinner party or to a club or a bar and just drink and stay out late. Now I have, I'll be more conscious. And, you know, if I'm out with friends and they're drinking, um, you know, I would say I'm going to go home now. Um, and they're all up, you know. Understanding. I don't want to uh, want I always say it's like I always say to people, you've got to be selfish. But I I need to think of a better word. Mm. But it's true because it's it's self preservation. Mm. So whereas sort of most people go to a dinner party and if someone's cooked, feel obliged to stay until the the host, you know, has finished all the alcohol and it's gone midnight, you know, at six o'clock or you know a couple of hours into the meal or something obviously once I've had the meal and stuff and I've just feel like I've, you know, enough is enough and Mm -hmm. I need to go home and just look after myself. Um, so I guess I'm taking myself out of not so much temptation because I don't feel tempted anymore, but just being more self-aware and looking after myself. I
0: think self-preservation is a good word. Self Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you just, it's just, um, you literally just have to change um everything and it's you know it's it's a step-by-step thing doesn't happen overnight but it does happen you know it's i've um i think last well in august i was 10 years sober uh hadn't touched thank you hadn't touched a drop and i'm very very lucky because i don't get any cravings Uh, there's alcohol there's loads of alcohol in the house people bring alcohol around because because not for me just like for dinner parties and stuff because my partner will like have a drink so if like we're having people around they'll bring a bottle of wine and then when they leave there'll not be one left there's actually one sitting on the side there um but yeah but I just doesn't no temptation at all
0: Hmm. yeah you went through a lot I mean that would be enough to deter yeah So getting more close to your diet, you said you like to share your food and recipes. It's I would be amiss not to ask what you eat in a day because that's a, a, a very common question people want to know. So what are you eating and what do you recommend for those who you know, are traveling down a similar journey with your liver health? Anything in particular that you found?
1: For me, it, it, at the start, I was a lot more healthy um in you know a lot of my health conscious in the things that I ate but because my I feel now I'm at a stage where so like when I had my last blood test the doctor said to me if they didn't know I had cirrhosis um from the blood test they wouldn't they wouldn't know because it was perfect you know just the liver function everything was fine but because there is that underlying issue that they know about obviously I I still have to be be careful but yeah I, I still I sort of have a thing with food where I try and eat very very healthy and then have once or twice a week junk food um but I balance it out um so like today well today was a good day so I have porridge and put things like dates in it um like soy milk or oat milk um some protein powder just because I'm going to the gym obviously you don't need that um if you're not going to the gym because you can get get enough protein in the in the diet anyway um yeah but so I put lots of things like um cinnamon raisins and then I have apple strawberries things like that um I don't have a big appetite so for lunch I have a sort of a a superfood smoothie which is um banana oats um spirulina wheatgrass I just sort of throw anything in turmeric anything that um you know, it's like really nutritious, uh, anti-inflammatory, throw that in to um, boost my immunity and sort of help me heal even more. Um, and then dinner, I had... Um, God, this wasn't that long ago, I think, but I had for dinner. Um, I can't remember, that's really bad. <laughs> um, Not,
0: uncommon. Not uncommon. Oh, what
1: was it? Oh, it'll come back. I know I had bread. So that is one actually one thing from the drinking is my memory. So I've like my memory, short term memory is really bad. Mm. That's one of the things that's um not great. God, I, I'm what, gonna have to
0: what do you so, normally consume on your dinner times? Like what is a what is your normal fare? Is it beans and grains or yeah, a lot, vegetables? Of, like what do you do?
1: Yeah, lots of beans, lentils. Um I always have things I try and have stay away from processed things like white bread white pasta so I always have whole grain bread um you know whole grain cereal things like that I try and stay away from sugar and salt um additives um, no fizzy drinks um I have things like kombucha uh you know um pressed juice but not a huge amount um but uh, yeah I think all the green tea um coffee all these things sort of things that you hear about or you know in the in the media or that you can read about where you hear you know like i've read quite a few times that coffee's got quite a good healing effect on the liver um so yeah i have that but again not like loads and loads just like a cup a day um yeah just try and sort of cram in as much as i can um because I, you know, I 100 believe that's sort of got me to where I am today, and sort of on the journey of healing, and hopefully even more. Um, you know, next time I'll, I'll go and have my fiber scan. I want them to say, you know, it's gone down even more.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, you've done a few things, right? You so you removed the offensive things, the alcohol being the the greatest, of course, and then the junk and processed foods, the dairy, or you know whatever you're eating on your vegetarian diet, and then you've introduced the healing stuff plus you're sleeping better the exercise yeah all of that leads to a healthier body and you're you have a remarkable ability to heal if you just get out of the way that's why i tell people this gotta get out of your way your body will do what it needs to do
1: for the yeah. most part um yeah
0: that's phenomenal so what is the things the bit of advice that you like to give to people i mean what is you know you 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 mentioned on your website which is you know people will see it in the the show notes Aaron Calder vegan.com and on Instagram same handle um do you really want to share your message and be inspirational so what have you found that people really resonate with and what's what is your joy to bring to others from your experience
1: from veganism or from drinking it
0: doesn't matter whatever you feel called to to share
1: yeah I think the I think the one of the things I, I very much believe that Life is a journey in that we're here, you know, to learn and better ourselves. Um, so, yeah, health is vital, so important. Um, I was having a conversation just a week or so ago with my personal trainer. Who He's not vegan, but he tries to eat fairly healthy-ish. But we were just saying, you know, if we, if we got ill, you know, if you went to the doctor and they said, oh, it's, it's bad news, you've got this, it's not looking good. We both said well we've actually we feel we've lived a, you know we've done our best health wise to look after our body um to try and stay away from diseases and you know things like that yeah. um yes yeah, so i think you know it's just so important to be more conscious of what we eat so you know if obviously if you've got a drink problem you need to get help and, and not drink because you said that's that's the most important thing I think some people, when they come to me for advice, think they can still drink, but go on a plant-based diet and you know it will be okay. And it, it's literally, you do have to completely stop drinking um, if you've got a problem um, or if you haven't got a problem, lim- you know, alcohol is not great. And so limit you what you drink uh, per week or when you go out, um, yeah, and just have lots of healthy things. Um, yeah, and I think you've just people just got to be honest with themselves. Um, if you're not feeling great, uh, if you're feeling depressed, if you've got problems, you know, talk to someone. There's always someone there to listen, even if it's on like an internet forum. But obviously, be careful, make sure you pick the right one just to chat to people. Um, or there's helplines. Um, but yeah, for me, I think on reflection, whenever. I do try and offer advice. I, I, want, I want to help people before they get anywhere near to the mess that I got into. Um, and that's why I'm, I talk openly about my story because I think if I can stop someone, you know, ending up in hospital, um, you know, it, I think some people sort of look at me as a success story, um, which it is to an extent, but actually, you know, I, I still do have chronic liver disease, um, you know, I'm told you know, in five years, 10 years, my liver is more than likely to pack up, um, because of the damage that is there. So, you know, you you just got to, um, yeah, just look after yourself.
0: Mm. No, that's important. And I think you are a success story because you learned the lessons that you had to learn to, to keep moving forward. And I think that's so many of us turn away from the lessons that are presented right in front of us we don't take the opportunity like you said life is here to teach us right it's like what am yeah. i here to learn like what are you here to teach me just being open you know open palms and receive whatever that message is so it definitely will make a big difference in your life it has for me at least as well so i appreciate you saying that so i think it takes a lot of courage to share a very um painful story and um, yeah
1: i yeah i apologize if i've i've looked i Philip. Bit um awkward um and uncomfortable because obviously there is still when I talk about it, although I'm fine to talk about it, I did notice sort of it's quite fresh sometimes thinking yeah. back. Um, because it was such an awful time. Um yeah. yeah, so I think that but that's why, as you say, that's why I don't drink because it's it's uh, yeah. such a major thing to to f- frighten me away from from ever yeah
0: and, and that's been 10 years and it's still
1: yeah it's still
0: raw right kind
1: of, yeah visualizing um you know the vomiting blood you know in yeah. the memory, and the, the images come back it's sort of like oh god wow. but, yeah. um but yeah but it's you know life's a journey it makes you stronger uh-huh. um and you know you've just got to take it step by step uh, one other thing quickly sorry is um yeah. is every, uh, i was guilty of it everyone thinks oh no, I, You know, if, if I stop drinking, what about this? What about that? What about the weddings I go to? What about the parties? What if in 10 years I do this? You've got to just think of now. You've just got to think, okay, I'm not going to drink today. Let's see how I get through the day. Come tomorrow, think the same thing. You've you just got to take it step by step. And every time you take a positive step and a, a day passes where you haven't drunk, that's, I feel, something that sort of like builds me up to a point where after 10 years I just think well I can never ever go back and throw away those you know what a waste of 10 years if I suddenly started drinking again mm,
0: yeah so you and I went vegan about the same time so I oh, was okay. in 2012 I also went vegan and it's interesting when you say that this is like the thought of eating meat or dairy it's um it's revolting. It really yeah. is. Like, like yeah. I can't even walk down the meat or dairy aisles very well <laughs> without just going I need to quickly go through because it. Um, all I see is 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 you know, suffering basically. Um, yeah. But no, I I just want to encourage you to keep you know, uh, keep sharing your story because I find it a very special person that can. Be humble enough to share with others and courageous enough so it takes a lot of courage so i want to say thanks for that there's a lot of people that you'll help you'll never even know
1: mm, thank you and thank you for that and thank you for for asking me to to chat with you it's been lovely yeah
0: absolutely well everyone um thank you again Erin, for your time today and your i should say tonight because it's almost 10 o'clock <laughs> bless your heart um, you're straight
1: to bed after this <laughs> yes i imagine
0: Speaking of, we're wanting you to, to get rest. Um, we really appreciate all your time and um, working you know, with all the schedules and everything, halfway around the world, across the pond, so to speak, um, sharing your stories. I'm sure you're gonna inspire many.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go though, please hit the subscribe and alert buttons so you don't miss out on any of the amazing content we're working so hard to provide you. We upload a new episode of Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus every Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start and sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. Because at Mora, we actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives free of metabolic disease. Don't forget to check out our website at mora.com and thanks again for watching.